In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Sometimes we take it for granted that we understand just how serious sin is. But sin is no trifling matter. Sin is powerful. It's strong. And sin is a weapon that's wielded by a strong enemy. One of the most devastating effects of sin is division. Sin separates and scatters, and it does so even to those bonded most closely together. You heard it in the Garden of Eden during our Old Testament lesson this morning. The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. That woman, my wife, bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, taken from my very side, she who is one with me, she without whom I am alone, it's her fault. Let me have nothing to do with her. It was she who ate the fruit, and she who sinned, she gave it to me. That's how sin worked division in the first human relationship, and the Bible is littered with stories of divided relationships. Cain murdered his brother Abel. Abraham slept with his wife's maidservant and then sent away his son Ishmael. Jacob cheated his twin Esau. Joseph's brothers hated him and lied to their father. David murdered Uriah and took his wife. The twelve tribes of Israel, the twelve sons of Jacob, were split into two kingdoms who warred endlessly with each other. And today, in our gospel lesson, even the family of Jesus is divided. Jesus is disparaged by his family. They think he's crazy. They want him to stop being Jesus. And then, of course, you have your own stories. You have your own stories of how sin has divided relationships in your lives, how it keeps you from loving and being loved, how it keeps you from forgiving and being forgiven, how it separates and scatters you from those with whom you're bonded most closely. Sin is divisive, and it's strong, and it's a weapon wielded by a strong enemy. Satan delights in broken relationships because by destroying trust and faithfulness and love and forgiveness, a broken relationship undermines our confidence in relationships altogether. And so finally, Satan aims to undermine our confidence in our relationship with God. He aims to lead us into doubt that God is trustworthy and faithful and loving and forgiving. As much as sin is divisive in our relationships with one another, it's all the more so in our relationship with God. Before Adam betrayed Eve, he hid from God. God, the one who had given him life and breath, the one who had provided for his every need and given him every good thing, the God who loved him, his creator, his father. 
Adam hid from him because sin is divisive. It separates and scatters us from those with whom we're bonded most closely, especially God himself. And Jesus warns us of the deadly result. You heard how the scribes mistook the Holy Spirit for an unclean spirit, how they mistook the work of God for the work of Satan. Sin is so distorting that it can make evil appear good and good evil. The divisiveness of sin is the backdrop for much of what we heard in our lessons today, but it certainly isn't the point. In spite of Adam's alienation from God and his betrayal of Eve, you heard how our Old Testament lesson ended. It ended with a magnificent promise, a promise that one day a son of Eve would crush the serpent's head. He would disarm the enemy, the strong man. He would take away sin. He would take away Satan's weapon. And our Gospel lesson finds Jesus in the midst of doing just that. To this point in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus has been busy calling the lost, healing the sick, and casting out demons. He's undoing the effects of sin. He's restoring the world to what it ought to have been. He's reuniting God with his creation. And although his family and his enemies alike think that he's some sort of fanatic, Jesus is doing precisely what he came to do. He is crushing the serpent's head. He is binding the strong man, our enemy, who took possession of the world in the Garden of Eden. And he is plundering his goods. He is reclaiming his creation. He is reuniting what has been divided and gathering what has been separated and scattered. Sin is divisive. But Jesus came into the world to reunite and to gather. But note carefully how Jesus does this. Jesus doesn't mend relationships or deal with sin somehow outside himself as someone who gives good advice or good counsel. He doesn't remain impartial or unaffected by the tragedy of our divided relationships. He himself suffers broken relationships. He was disowned by his family. And he was finally betrayed with a kiss from a close friend. And so Jesus offers himself as the bond by which relationships can be restored. The solution to sin, the defeat of the devil, the end of division, it's found in Christ. It's in Christ that the sharing of the peace is not just a formality or some small talk, but it's the restoration and building up of relationships. It's in Christ that we pray to be gathered from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb. It's in Christ that the water and word and body and blood hold you together as brother and sister and mother of Christ. It's in Christ that relationships are made whole, that love and forgiveness are possible, that divisions are healed, and that those separated and scattered 
are brought home. And so, when in your life relationships suffer and bonds are broken, first, don't be surprised. Sin is divisive. But more importantly, don't let Satan convince you that there's no such thing as trust and forgiveness and faithfulness and love. Don't despair. Because Jesus has proven himself stronger than sin, stronger than our enemy. Jesus came to reunite and to gather. And where Jesus is, all things are made whole. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen.